Welcome back, everybody. Today, we have another very special guest by the name of Zach Stoffer, otherwise known as Zstoff. Uh, Zach has a great story to tell. He just has very great positive energy that rubs off on people. And, you know, he's probably one of the most unique people I've ever met. We get along very well, and him and I are basically brothers at this point. We get along so well. We've been through so much together. And this podcast is actually long overdue. We've been meaning to do this since last year. But, you know, Zach, thank you so much for being on the show, bro. It means a lot. Your story will inspire millions one day, and I can't wait for you to share the whole thing. But today, we just have a little briefing on Zach, what he's got going on, and I really hope you guys enjoy, all right? This is a good episode. I really hope you enjoy. Again, peace out. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Today, two days in a row, actually, we got interviews back-to-back with some great positive people uh, Robert's a great friend, but today I have basically a brother on the show by the name of Zach Stoffer, or otherwise known as the legendary Z-Stoff. So, Z-Stoff. Zach, real quick, introduce yourself to the listeners. Yeah, so um, I'm Zach. Aiden definitely is. You inspire me, man. You're like a brother to me. I'm I'm so happy to be here. I mean, we've we've talked about this a lot. This is very long overdue. I'm I'm so excited to be here and just to talk to you, man. Yeah, man, we've been planning this podcast since 2019. <laughs> no, we really have been. <laughs> crazy. So where I wanted to start was kind of how we met. And I know we tried to cover this last time, but then our podcast like stopped working. So <laughs> yeah. let's go through it again, The how we met when you moved to Texas. Give that story. All right. All right. So we'll, we'll start there. Um, so when Aiden and I... Uh, well, we originally met through cross country in high school, um, cross country and track. And when I was moving to Texas my senior year, I moved from Brookfield, Wisconsin, just right outside of Milwaukee. Um, <clears throat> I saw, I can't remember where I saw it, but I found out that the Prosper cross country team was doing summer workouts. And so I'm like, okay, bet, like I'll, I'll go to some of these summer workouts. I'll meet some of the people and hopefully I can make some friends going into the school year. So I show up like what was it a month before school started probably yeah like it was it month. was a couple of weeks before run across i remember that and i show up and i i, I still i'll never forget this it's ingrained in me the first <laughs> thing that anyone ever said to me is i sit down at the table i'm kind of just like okay like i, I get it i'm new people just look at me and they go dude you look like ryan trahan <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> everyone was making a big deal of that and they're like oh my gosh you're his twin and all this stuff and then, you know, Texas, we started talking about football eventually. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm from Wisconsin. I mean, you can see up there, I'm a Packers fan. And I think I, I said something about being a Packers fan. And this guy comes up to me, he goes, dude, you're a Packers fan. No way, me too. And that happened to be Aiden. And we just, we linked from there. And yeah, man, Aiden and I have been through a lot together. Cross country and track my senior year, your junior year were some wild times, but definitely unforgettable yeah man no it was fun we had a we had a nine mile lr it's like the first time i ever ran nine miles and we we ran so slow and just talked about like the (laughs) packers the whole time oh yeah man i think like we spent a good like three miles talking about the one game against the cardinals back in like when i when i was oh no with larry Fitzgerald. (laughs) yes no where it's like you're just screaming tackle him (laughs) yes dude i was like flipping i was in a hotel dude i was like punching the wall (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was yeah, having yeah. a meltdown because we just had a hail mary before that emotions yes, were all over the place 
Like oh hammer. my goodness. Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things. <laughs> but I don't know how many Packers fans are going to be listening to this to hear us talk about the Packers. I we got to make a football <laughs> a football podcast like um, episode one of these days. I'll go off. Bro. I'll go off. We'll do it. We'll do it. Soon. <laughs> but kind of explain yourself before we dive in any deeper in anything else. You know who? Kind of question I ask you is who is Zach? Dang, that's a okay. Um, <laughs> who am I? Um. Man, I'm just – that's a great question. I don't know. You're questioning my identity right now. Yeah. Let's um, say who do you look up to? Man, I mean, I'm not trying to – there's not, like, too many people I've, I've looked up to. I've kind of had to, to create that. I have not, like, trying to make it sound like I'm my own role model, but I've kind of had to build something. Like, if, if I've – I mean, there's been, like, some people that like, oh, I admire that trait or I admire something else that a person does, and I'll, I'll try and, like, incorporate that to myself. I'll be like, okay, I like what you do. I like what you do, and I'll mesh it all together. I don't really have one specific person that's like, man, I, I want to be like them. I mean, I'm not – again, I'm not saying that I'm my, <laughs> I'm my idol or whatever, but I just – I try to learn as much as I can from everybody, and the things that I like, I try and add – to me <laughs> yeah no it, it's okay a lot of most people do things differently and that's all right yeah i mean you're sitting here you own your own car or you're paying off your own car you're paying your own phone got your own jobs i mean at, at one point 2019 man's was working seven different jobs or some bullshit yeah, I, really like that. <laughs> I really was i the grind was so real let's i mean let's go through, I, those jobs. No... <laughs> let's go through them so i worked at dick's at home, Shields, AJ Long Care, Rice Noodle. Um, what were the other two, man? Dude, I don't even know. I think it might have been actually. It was just five. I think it was just five. It wasn't seven. Okay. But still, man, I, I know would, you were I would about go to apply like, for Chick Fil A and stuff too. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I was about to apply for Chick Fil A too. Man, there would be days like, and this this is when I, I lived with you, dude. And I was like, <laughs> I'd go days without seeing you because of the grind. It was like <laughs> morning till night. Yeah, man. Those double shifts were killers. Yeah, we'll get into the, some of that stuff in a little bit. But like, so you're at Dick's right now, right? You're just grinding at Dick's? Yes, sir. What was that like when they, like, how did they pay you when you weren't even working, you, you know, like during quarantine? Yeah, so the way it worked, so they originally gave me, I mean, combined, it was like two weeks and then another two weeks. They gave me a month with, like, with pay. So I basically, I didn't have to show up or anything. It was just, it was super kind of dicks. I mean, I, I can't thank them enough. It, it helped me a ton, like going into quarantine. Had I not had that, that month's worth of money, I, I would have been struggling with car payments. I would have been struggling with a lot of things. Yeah. But, it was very, very awesome of them. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It was three weeks. It wasn't a month, but after the three weeks, they kind of were like, okay, you know, they put me on furlough. They put a I think like 80 or 90% of the people that worked at the location I do on furlough, they mostly just kept the the managers and the CESs, just the really important people. So I got furloughed and basically that's a term for like, they didn't fire me. They just put me on like a, a the the bench. Burner. Yeah, they put me on the bench. So it's like if they wanted me back, I wouldn't have to go through the application process. It would just be a couple clicks and all of a sudden I'm working for them again. Okay. And then you're back at that point now. Yep. Yeah, they called me, I believe it was 
Thursday last week and they're like, Hey, how, how, how would you like to come back and work at Dick's? And I was like, please, please. Dude, the one job that I miss you having that I know you don't miss was the rice and noodle restaurant because you'd come, <laughs> you'd come home and it'd be, like, it'd be like 10 PM. So much food. <laughs> it's freezing outside. I come outside in my boxers. You're blasting blinding lights. I'm dancing. We're getting the food ready. We're going to go watch some Rick and Morty. Yes. Yes, uh, Rick and Morty in final there. space with rice and noodle. Dude, to this day, that, that fried rice is with the yum yum sauce. Oh, it's so good. It's too and good. The it's shrimp, too good. And the shrimp. <laughs> oh, yes. But yeah, so oh, I guess we kind of keep mentioning it, uh, the fact that you and I lived together for like five, three months, three and a half months, three months, something like that. Three and a half months. So do you want to talk about that, kind of introduce how that all went down? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, I got to talk a little bit more about myself. Um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And typically for a member, when you graduate high school for a guy, it's, it's not really, it's not forced, but it's strongly recommended that you go on a mission. If you're not ready, obviously, you know, you can wait a little bit, but it's still just strongly advocated that you go on a mission trip. And what that is, is basically um, you kind of say, hey, I want to serve a mission. A missionary for the church just goes around spreading the gospel message um, just to families and people. It's kind of like letting them know that the church is there because some people, you know, <clears throat> there's people in the world that are looking for uh, what their faith is, what they believe in. And so what the missionaries are, they're just really people that go around be like, hey, here's our message if you want to listen to it. And, you know, some of the times they knock on doors. That's where all the you know, I've seen so many shows and things where they, they just, the, oh, the, the Mormons and all that <laughs> stuff. But yeah, the, the missionaries, I was a missionary. I got called to serve in the Orem, Utah mission. Um, I was out there for about three and a half, four months. And I just had some health problems and other things that I wanted to take priority of. And I realized that it wasn't the, the best place for me to be. And so I decided to return home. And normally, uh, for a missionary, you serve two years. So I didn't serve the full two years, so I was home early. And <clears throat> that just created a, a lot of um, created a lot of tension between um, me and my family. Because, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to... Well, originally, the, the plan was I was going to come home, reevaluate myself, get healthy, get better, um, and then go right back out. But eventually, it kind of became... Um, I'm not sure if this is the the plan for my life, if this is right. Um, And I'm a very faith-driven person, so I was praying a lot about it, pondering about it, and I ultimately came to the decision that it'd be best that I not go out, not go back out. And again, there's just that, a lot of tension because, um, and it was mostly on my part, there was a lot of miscommunication looking back on it, but um, I decided that it was best that I had a little time away from home. <clears throat> and we, we don't need to talk about the, the crazy story of how it began, but to <laughs> summarize a very long story, um, I kind of was homeless for a little bit. I didn't have really anything to my name. I had, I think, a couple suitcases of clothes and junk that I was able to grab. And Yeah, let's just say... I was just say, let's just say Zach went from spending the night at my house two nights in a row to, hey, he's moving in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I originally was like, hey, can I crash here? And then Aiden had a guest bedroom, 
and I kind of I told him the situation. He was like, I can ask my dad if I can ask Joel if yeah. I could if you could stay. And I was like, you would be an absolute lifesaver. And I I was able to stay at his house. We were living together. We were roomies. I paid rent, and I mean, those are some of some of the most important times in my life because Aiden and his dad really got me on my feet. They they taught me finances. They taught me how to handle money. I mean, I literally went from being, I, I without Aiden, I would have been homeless. I would have been on the streets most likely. But this man gave me a house. He helped me buy a car. He helped me get all these jobs. He helped me be smart with my money and not blow it all on stupid stuff as much as I wanted to. And man, I just looking back and I just can't thank you enough. And I'm I'm so grateful, man. You're for real like a brother to me. You've you've put me where I'm at now, and yeah, everything that I become is because of you, man. Yeah, it's, it goes both ways because, you know, both, we, were, we were both, like, bouncing ideas off each other all the time, like, <laughs> yeah. all this crazy shit. The but, grind, man. Man, I'm trying to go to bed. It's four in the morning. I got practice, and we're bouncing <laughs> ideas off each other. And but, we were having, like, deep, deep conversations, like, yeah. you know, psychology and all this stuff, sports. No, it, it's it's missed, but, like, like the I look back on it, and, like, the Chinese food thing, or, like, chilling in the office just making content, or, like... <laughs> Freaking all kinds of stuff. People don't even know like what went down. Like it's like freaking Rick and Morty, Final Space, Chinese food, falling oh asleep on the floor. Dude, this man to, cannot watch a movie without falling asleep. <laughs> you're asked to be, you're asked to be up at three thirty a.m. sometimes to go <laughs> to work. Sleep. I was such an insomniac, dude. <laughs> I didn't even know. I like I'd wake up in the morning and like I because I used that same bathroom because we shared that bathroom. And you like, I would open the door and you just shoot awake and be like, huh? All right, I'm up. And then just like go to work. <laughs> yep. That's, that's yeah, how it was. Those are fun times. I, I like made you proud. And so is my dad because you walked in. Um, uh, can I like make you seem a little vulnerable of where you were? Oh, dude, say whatever you want, man. Okay. Cause you, you walked in kind of with this one goal. You had two goals. Basically it was, I need a place to stay. And there's this girl. Those were like kind of the two <laughs> two girl goals that you had was I got to get this girl and I got to have a place to stay. I got the place to stay. I'll, I'll remember that <laughs> night too because we literally binge watched The Mandalorian. I'm just sitting in there like, oh yeah, like you're just enjoying yourself, right? I'm just like, all right, let Zach enjoy himself. He's moving in. He's got stuff going on. And I'm sitting here like, man, fuck, how are we going to figure this shit out? And then the next yeah. day was like a mission, you know, pick up your check. We got some food. Um, yeah that check was the check i didn't even know i had (laughs) yeah so that came in clutch uh then we went to chase bank you opened an account i can't stress enough i mean i can't stress enough how like the stars aligned like i don't think i we just can't put it into words like how perfect and how like well things went the second i went to aiden's house like i literally I, i can't stress this enough I went from possibly being homeless on the street to having all these things. And it was the very moment Aiden let me live in his house. Yeah, I was just having fun. And you I mean, you motivated <laughs> me. There'd be times where I was low and you'd be like, we're moving to, you're moving to yeah, Aubrey. Get, get, get out of here, man. Come on. Like, moving, pick yourself up. Let's go. Aubrey, Texas, just a couple miles down the road. I'm moving there soon. But the um, just how proud I am to see you go from the two goals of fucking the girl and the place to stay yeah, to – Bought the oh, car, the-, <laughs> the credit card, the credit score, Robinhood investing, fuel cell, like yes, Disney sir. stock. Uh, what else? There's so I'm much. All the jobs. Guy. 
all the jobs that you went through. <laughs> With uh, that girl, though. Oh, how the turns have tabled, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's such a crazy time. Uh, you had to definitely pull me through that one. Yeah, I had fun. I mean, I'm not complaining. It was, I don't know, man. I just, those like three months seemed like two years and like it'll always be like the, like. It's just a special time, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And like we had like, had like habits and shit. Like I was on my <laughs> game those months and then I got sick and then I just died. Yeah, that, that one hurt. And then I was, I literally, I mean, Aiden says he got Corona before everyone else did. I literally, I think that was when I was working like the 12 job exaggeration. Yeah, I, I did not see the man. I didn't get sick, so <laughs> I, I guess I was lucky that way. But this man really was dying, <laughs> dude. Yes, and then because I get super hot at night, and then I turn the air down, and then we'd wake up, and it's like fifty-two and then I would degrees wake in up the house. Like two, two degrees in the house. I'm like shivering. Aiden's about to turn blue. Like I can't feel my hands. I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't humane. Like the fifty-two degrees ain't no exaggeration either. I heard. I just heard nice. from outside, like. Who the fuck turned it to 52 degrees? I come out. I was not happy. <laughs> I came out like shivering. It was not okay. Because this was in the butt crack of winter when it's 30 yeah, degrees no. outside. And I ha- I'd had that, what, I had what, like a sheet? I didn't even have the yeah, big blanket I yet. Like it. I would sleep with a sheet because we hadn't figured out the blanket situation. So, yeah, I was over there on the floor with like eight blankets. <laughs> Like seven this man would sleep on the floor in his office because I took the bed. <laughs> yeah. Sacrifices, man. No, oh, yeah, you gotta sacrifice for this shit. I feel like one day it'll just return in some other thing. That's just how, how I do things. And yeah, the whole, karma's ten your way. The whole move in story was fun, but I feel like we could go down so many routes. If we like if you and I like pre planned it, there's probably so many stories that we're not even thinking about. Oh man. Yeah, it's like I probably when we're when we're when we're done with this, it'll probably be like, oh, man, we should have talked about this. We should have talked about that because we, we made so many memories, man. Like there's so many like there's so many highs and lows too. like we, we literally went through every emotion there was together. Like you had your own highs and lows. I had my highs and lows. I mean, remember that date night, man. And then it ended up being all crazy. And I was like, man, yeah. that, was, that was not it, chief. Both date nights were not it, chief, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and I was like, uh, I would coach you, you would coach me. <laughs> winter break, dude. Like in the span of like four days, so much shit went down. Oh my gosh, for real! Like my life changed, man. Yeah, and now you got hella shit going for you. Potentially college yeah. soon. Yeah, college in the fall. I'm officially officially going in the fall. That's good. So you like you applied and all that? Yep, I got accepted. Bet, bro. Congrats. There you yes, go. Sir. Yes, sir. Back in Idaho, or not? Or Idaho? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, sweet. Yep. So oh, the <laughs> what else? The other things that I want to talk about because, like, it's when I interview like some of these other guys, like I don't really know. I, I know them, but I don't know much about them. You like <laughs> I've like I like I know you. So this interview is a little bit like different. I don't. I also don't prepare for these interviews. I just go off the fly because yeah, it's natural. It's more genuine, man. But. <laughs> I kind of want to just go down some simple questions on like, all right, let's see, like if someone came to you and was just unmotivated or just like wants to start something new or struggling with working out or their business or their job, college, high school, middle school, anything like what, what would you give them like as a takeaway? 
So I'm I'm just gonna like simplify it to like someone just going through a really hard time. Okay, there you go. Um, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say that we all go through hard times. We all have highs and lows. We all have our own mountains to climb. Um, each person's mountain's different. You know, my mountain might be a little hill for you, but your mountains might be a little hill for me. It's our our trials in life are they're all personal. They're they're tailored for us. I believe the we experience you know. Ad- adversity so that we know the latter because you know if we didn't feel sadness we wouldn't feel happiness if we didn't go through hard times we wouldn't appreciate the great and so my my real advice for someone going through a really hard time just try and flip the mindset because I'll, I'll use my life for an example in this and Aiden and I have talked about this um you know I could have I could have done a couple things when I was about to be homeless I could have you know sat there and been down on myself and be like man like I just totally ruined my life. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm about to be homeless. I'm on my own. I, I just, there's nothing I can do. Woe is me. I, I could have turned inward. I could have done all those things. But I decided as like, man, sitting around, moping, doing all these things, it's not going to change anything. You know, you, it's, it, some people don't understand how much their lives truly are in their hands. You know, you, it's all about how you view your life. You know, you can be pessimistic, you can be down, you can view yourself as a failure, you can view yourself as, man, I'm going through this rough time, or you can you can change that mindset, be like, all right, I'm going through a rough time right now, what is this teaching me? What lessons am I going to learn from this? How am I going to better myself for this, and how am I going to become stronger? Because the truth is, you know, there's always highs and lows in life, and I'll, I'll use a little analogy for this. Pretend you're you're in a room, or you're on a scale, you know? The scale may tip upwards, say you're on a really big high right now. And, you know, highs are amazing, but don't get lost in them because there's always going to be that return to the middle. And when you hit that return to the middle, if, you know, you're living in the high, you're just experiencing life by the fly, sometimes you crash and it tips the other way. And then all of a sudden you're just in this deep depression. My best advice is to be live your life in the middle. When it's when you're on your high, just brace yourself because it's going to return to the middle. You know your life isn't going to be a high all the time. There's there's going to be some trials. There's going to be some mountains you got to climb. There's going to be some some tough moments you're going to have to really put your shoulder down and work through. But just like you know, there is that light to the end of the tunnel. I mean, let my life be an example for that. Without Aiden, without the help that he gave me, without him helping me change my mindset, without him motivating me, I I wouldn't be where I am today. I mean, I I can't. I really can't stress enough that I would probably be homeless. Like your mindset is everything. Your mindset, your, your mind can be your power or your prison. You know, it's, it's what you do with your life. You know, a lot of people may have maybe given a, a sh- the short stick, the short straw, whatever you want to call it. They may have not the best hand, you know, but do make with your life, make with what you have, do what you can with what you have because Honestly, like there's, we all have so much potential. There's so much that we can all do. It's, it's all about whether we dedicate ourselves, whether we, we find that purpose, that goal, and we set out to achieve it. Because again, like I said, you could just sit there, you can be unmotivated. You can say, man, like this is hard. Like I don't see the immediate results. Patience. I mean, you, you, nothing happens overnight. Nothing happens overnight. Change is an overtime process, not an overnight process. You know, it's all about going after it day after day, reminding yourself, man, I'm working for this. I'm working so that when I do 
experience those mountains, when I have to go through these trials, I'm ready. I'm stronger. I'm learning from every trial. Every time I fall, I get back up and I remember how I fell. Make sure I don't fall that way again. It's just, <laughs> to summarize, just your mind says everything, you know? Yeah, man. I think people, the, uh, I'm not too sure how many people listen to these. It's all, the number always varies, but I think a lot of value is going to be given to people when you said that, like you said, people's lives are actually way more in their hands than they realize. I'm not sure if that was your exact words, but you're oh, explaining. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's such great advice because not a lot of people realize that they can do what they want. I mean, yeah. Are- I mean, prime example, you know, Right before I moved into Aiden's house, did I ever think I could have a bank account? Did I ever think I could have a car? Did I ever think I could make payments? Did I think I could work five jobs? No, I didn't think I could do any of those things. But Aiden taught me exactly what I just said, that my life was in my hands. And obviously I had him and his dad coaching me through it. But I mean, they they taught me that I really can come out from anything. You know, there, we're never going to be given a mountain or a trial that we can't get out from you know that we can't persevere through yeah you you did the hard stuff you realized that you can do it and you did it a lot of people might realize it but they don't go ahead and do it some people don't even realize that shit they're just ignorant and that's the or they're just like man if it doesn't happen in a couple days then i'm just going to give up on it yeah it's patience the lack is of patience. so key so yeah, key my favorite word it's a great word. I mean, I had to wait, what, three or four weeks before I could buy that car? Yeah, and dude. Before yeah. I could buy the car. Yeah, I mean, explain. I, <laughs> explain I'll explain. Yeah, yeah. Stories. Oh, yeah. So you didn't have the car. So you actually had to go ahead and bike to a job interview, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about my, my biking adventures. So when Aiden first uh, – I'm took me in we had the the plan of action it was all right right, we're gonna get you this this bank account credit card and then we need to get a job and it wasn't mowing season yet so it wasn't i couldn't just you know work from home kind of thing and the problem with getting a job was i needed a car (laughs) so we were looking all around for cars and it was just a real struggle i was i looked at a bunch of downloaded a bunch of car apps and we really couldn't find any there were some i found but i doubt they would have made it off the parking lot they were just so bad yeah. and it was like okay i need to get a job and so i was to the point where i was like okay um i was going to bike i think it was 3 or 4 miles with at least two and a half i know the majority of it was uphill Yep, and it also involved uh, crossing a major road, <laughs> a road that was like it, what's what like sixty miles an hour. It's fifty five, but the fact that you had to turn left without a light. Yeah, was- I had to turn left without a light. So first off, I had to go basically like eighty percent of the route without a sidewalk or anything, so I was on the road. Um, it was the middle of winter. And- I wasn't in like the best of shape, so I was already struggling getting up these hills. I had to worry about cars, and <clears throat> I applied at Dick Sporting Goods was the first job. So I apply there, and I don't hear anything for like a week. So I'm like, okay, I need to get in there, and I need to, I need to tell them, hey, hey, I, I applied. Did you go get that? Are we good? Kind of thing. And so I bike this four miles to make sure that I have a job interview. I I think that's what got me hired was that, that dedication right there. I literally biked 
the entire thing took a left turn, like almost got hit a couple times, got some, you know, angry hand gestures. People were not happy. It was a bike on the road. And, but I, I pull up to the dicks. I, I literally pull up the guys at the door. I stopped my bike, put the kickstand down. I was like, can you watch that? He was like, yeah, I can. And then I was like, is there a manager here? And he's like, yeah, and he calls the manager. I meet with her and she's like, and again, stars literally aligning. She tells me that it was like a couple days before that all of the applications got deleted. Oh, yeah. Or, or it was like they got cleared or something so that all the people that applied in the past two weeks, they're, I mean, they were still there, but it was like hidden. It wasn't on like, oh, you just got an application or something like that. So I talked to her. I tell her my name and she pull, tells me this and I'm like thinking to myself, so if I hadn't make this made this biking journey all the way here, I basically wouldn't have gotten hired because from that she was like, okay, I'll call you if your resume looks good. She called me the next day and I went in for the interview, got the job. But it's, it's just crazy to me that had I not biked all the way there that day and gone in or gone in at all, I wouldn't have gotten the job because all the applications got cleared. Yeah, it's just a bunch of crazy coincidences, man. But I think I really job. showed them. <laughs> I really showed them that I, I biked there. Like I, for people who live in Prosper that may watch this, I, I biked from Prestonwood to Gates of Prosper. I know people who may not live in Texas or in the Prosper area may not understand that, but it was... There's no bike trails. There's no bike trails, no sidewalks, on the road, like, majority of it uphill, take a left on a busy road. It was, it was hectic, but man, I was like, I will not, not make this interview. Like, I'm getting this job. This is happening. Yeah. Because another reason I needed the job was um, in order to get a car, I had to verify that I had a steady income in order to pay it off. So getting the job was just as crucial as getting the car. <laughs> and there yeah. are many other biking journeys like that. <laughs> the crazy adventures of Zistoff and his bike. Oh, man. is that? Do you still have that bike? Yeah. The, uh, my dad said there's something wrong with that. I think it just has a flat tire. It's in the backyard. Yeah. It's fine, man. I mean, that thing, I'm surprised it even lived as long as it has. Came in clutch when you needed it. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to yawn there. It's currently it's okay. 11 p.m. The The whole story of just all that, I, I really hope it inspires someone. The fact that, like, you had a lot of odds stacked against you, but you used what you had. You used the bike. You used... You know, you, you lose, like, your instinct almost, like, shit, I got to go back there. Like, they didn't yeah. – most people, when they don't hear back from a job, they're like, oh, man, they don't want me. They rejected me. and fuck them. And you you're like – You initiative. Yeah, you're like, oh, fuck that. They're going to want me. I'm going to go back it's there like, again. <laughs> they just need to know me. They want yeah. me. I know they do. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they had to know Yeah, that just, that just goes them. to show, like, not, A, never give up, and B – you know, people like to say, oh, man, I can't do this. I can't do that. Or it's like, oh, it's it's too hard to do that. Like, no, nah, just enough with the excuses. You can come up with an excuse when you tried and it didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I've, I've heard countless people say like, oh, like, I don't have time to do this or I don't have time to do that. But they spend hours on end on social media a day. And I'm like, okay, how about if you spend three hours on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is every day, cut that back by an hour. Take that hour, do something productive. You know, all those times that you say you can't do something, you haven't had time, you're lying to yourself. You 
when something's important, you make time. That's that's something that's so big for me, whether that's a friendship, relationship, or anything. This, I mean, Aiden and I will scream about this. If it's important, you make time for it. Doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what you have going on. If it is important, there is always time. So exactly. if someone says that they don't have time for something and then you see them screwing around doing whatever, that time could have been used. I mean, it's, yeah. ugh, that, that's a whole other can of worms, man. That's a whole it's other a, can of worms. It's honestly a big realization that we both went through beginning of this year yeah. and the last year. Just the fact that like we we're so focused on people and things that like weren't focused on us. Like putting yeah. time on us. Yeah, man. Don't, don't hard put your out. energy into someone that's not going to give anything or put anything into you. The equal amount. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a two-lane road. You uh-huh. shouldn't be going, breaking your back, bending over backwards to help someone that will only talk or help you when it's convenient to them. They're sitting, they're sitting on the nice smooth road while we're hitting all the bumps and potholes for them. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell no, nah, dude. Tokyo I'm, drifting. I'm... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Dude, Tokyo drifting. Like, you want to talk about that? Oh, man. Those are the crazy Z-Stuff days. Are we even allowed to talk about Tokyo drifting? Or are we gonna... I mean, uh, for legal trip. Hypo- I'm just kidding. Hypothetical I'm kidding. situation. Z-Stuff and Tokyo drift is probably the most terrifying and most fun five minutes of my life. Okay, so let me explain it to those who are completely lost right now. So, basically... I'm a good driver, okay? I'm going to start with that. Despite despite what anybody will ever tell you, I'm a fantastic driver. But there is one moment where everything goes out the window, okay? (laughs) So it was a joke with all my friends. What I would do is I would put Tokyo Drift on every playlist on Spotify that it had. And so anybody that drove with me ran the (laughs) risk of Tokyo Drift playing and the joke was when tokyo drift playing you had to tokyo drift no matter where you were no matter who was around you no matter what was going on you had to tokyo drift and i in my other car i still have kick batter shakes from that tokyo <laughs> before i left on my mission like i basically it would just we for the whole duration of the song i would go mad <laughs> i would be Drifting, swerving, doing very unsafe. (laughs) Very fun, very the most exhilarating time. It is an experience like no other. I'm pretty sure Prosper Moms has me like oh yeah videos. Uh, You're all over my neighborhood. I'm famous on Prosper Moms. I mean, (laughs) the uh, I remember we were going to Leon's house once and Tokyo (laughs) just popped up. I I took that turn at 60 miles an hour. I was like, no, 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 no. I just went. Just started going crazy, and then we turned into his neighborhood. Is the, the loudest car almost thing, flipped? It almost loudest flipped. thing, yeah, loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. We pulled up to Leon's house. We dropped off that cake. We got back to your house. We pull in the garage, and all we can smell is burnt rubber. Burnt rubber. Yep. That's how uh, you know you've had a good Tokyo drift sesh. If when you get out of the car, you can smell it. Jose, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've touched comedy. Heartfelt stories, motivational stories, just motivation in general. Is there anything else you want to say? Man, there's a whole lot more I could say. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What's like the first little thing that came to your mind? 
the first thing that came to my mind, I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit more about one-sided relationships and all that stuff if you'd like. Okay, sure. Go. Because I feel like that was a huge highlight for you and I's time together. Yeah, let's go. Let's talk about one-sided relationships and we can wrap this up. All right. So, I mean, this is obviously a sensitive topic for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, Most people don't realize they're in a one-sided relationship. I mean, if you were, I guess, me six months ago, didn't realize that 90% of the relationships I had were one-sided. I feel like like if you even (laughs) question once that you're putting in more effort than the other person, it's one-sided. Because if the other person likes the relationship, they're going to put the effort in. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's the same thing that I talked about. You know, if, if a person matters, there's always time for them. Exactly. Um, the the biggest message I'd say I could you know go on a tangent all these things and use examples, but all I'll, I'll really say is that you know when you're doing all these things for one person, one you should never do it because you expect something. Uh, that's just never going to work out well. Um, I mean, I best I guess the the best judge of character is like if you're always helping out a friend if they're always asking for favors if you know they're spotty if they're only there when it's convenient for them if like for months and months on end or weeks on end they just don't talk to you or when arguments happen if they don't side with you or things like that i mean what it really boils down to is being a true friend like if aiden were to tell me and (laughs) we have so many stories of this if aiden tells me he needs me i'm there i don't care what's going on if if I'm a state away, I'm on my way. You know, yeah. that's that's the test of a true friend. That's the test me, of a real friendship. Let me bounce in. Zach lives like 12 minutes from my house. <laughs> and I honestly needed him to come over because I was having a tough time with a breakup. And he got to my house in like four minutes. Like I was like, uh, yeah. I need when a friend is in trouble, I drop everything. That's I mean, another thing too is this man's chiropractor is in Allen. He's late for work. <laughs> By, by a heart, like by, by like an earthquake amount, this man is going to be late to work and he got to work early. <laughs> I think that it was, was like, rough. I made a 30 minute drive in 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's just say I, I am a good driver, but when I'm, when Tokyo Drift is playing or when I'm uh, determined to get somewhere, um, it, I make it happen. Let's just say one of my favorite pastimes is, uh, Proving the 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 ETA, you know, when you GPS, I, I like to make it a sport out of proving the ETA wrong, being there faster. <laughs> oh, yeah, Safely, yeah. of course. Safely, of course. <laughs> yeah, but man. going back to what we were talking about, I mean, if really just anybody that listens to this, just take a look at your closest relationships, your closest friendships. Like, are they excluding you? Are they, you know, are they your friends sometimes? Are they hot and cold? Are they, you know, kind of being jerks to you sometimes and when it's really only convenient to them or when you can give them something are they in your life i'm just just really evaluate who you're friends with and are you doing everything are you always asking them to hang out are you always asking to do things with them are you always the one that after a long time of not talking are you always the one reaching out if you're the one doing everything in the friendship chances are you're you're in a one-sided relationship and my biggest advice and honestly the hardest advice i can give I mean, the hardest advice for me personally to take has been just, just, just cut it out. Walk away. I mean, people like that are going to do nothing but take from you. And a lot of situations in my life, I've, I've had to come to terms with that, that, 
you know, as much as I've cared for one person, the, the cold hard facts is that they haven't cared for me as much as I've cared for them. Yeah, and yeah. when you when you come to that realization, it's like, man, there's not much you can do. You can have those conversations with them. You can call them out. But really, it's it's not going to go anywhere. When you, you're stuck in a one-sided relationship, when someone just bounces from person to person or chooses when they're friends with you and chooses all these things, like don't let them be in control. Don't let them govern everything. I, I've said this before, but just kind of oh, like truly express that it is a two-lane road. Friendships are all about growth. Relationships are all about growth. It's about compromise. It's about, you know, changing. If you're not changing, if you're staying platonic, man, it's, it's just so many things that show a bad relationship or friendship. You should always be growing. You should always be learning. You know, I mean, we all change. We all grow up a little bit. That doesn't mean that we have to stop being friends. You know, it's just being, hey, like you like this. I like that. That's okay that we're different. We don't need to be carbon copies of each other. If everyone in the world was exactly the same, man, it'd be so boring. Like we all have differences for a reason. We're all different for a reason. hundred percent. One thing to add, well, actually a couple of things to add, two that I learned from you is that one that I, it's basically all I have to do with you that I've learned with you is you're in a one-sided relationship where even when you're wrong, they don't take your side. Like I've been wrong in plenty of times before. And Zach is like, takes my side. Like (laughs) he can look like the biggest fucking idiot ever. You've taken my side. Whereas like people that I thought were my friends were immediately against me or even when I'm right there against me. And uh, another thing you taught me is when you're in a heated argument with someone in a one-sided relationship to just move in silence, like the G. Let me do the quote. Let me do the quote. I told this man a quote. You got to be like the G in lasagna. You got to move in silence. That's when, what I've ever heard. You know, instead, and going about handling a one-sided relationship or a toxic relationship, even at that, you know, a lot of people want to like confront them. They want to make sure that the person knows how belittled they felt or how bad they've treated them. And honestly, it's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. Chances are you're just going to create more drama. You're going to, it's sometimes it's best to just let people go. And I can I can't stress enough that like that quote is being like the G in lasagna, just moving in silence, you know? Not saying anything is the best thing that you can do. Because when you're, you know, talking I don't I don't I don't know how I'm trying to word this, but just be silent, man. Do do your business. You don't need to brag about it, you don't need to flex about it. Just do you, you know? It all works the out. Biggest the biggest middle finger to someone. But is just not saying anything. It's just showing them how little you care. And Even though you may you care are. a lot, you just be motionless. Be like, man, yeah. like, I really could care less. And when you adopt that mindset, I mean, I've had some friendships and relationships I've had to let go of. I've realized that we're one-sided, we're toxic, whatever. And, you know, at first I, I would blow up. I'd be like, man, like, you've done me a disservice. You've done me dirty. Yeah. Like, how could you? That a feeling of betrayal – and after all these times of just exploding arguments and drama, I realize it's not worth it. Just walk away. The best thing that you can ever do, again, is to just say and do nothing. Because then they'll always wonder. They always wonder, like, man. Because, you know, I mean, some of them just don't care. But some of them will wonder, be like, he didn't say anything. Like, he just kind of got distant all of a sudden. Like, hmm. Then when they come That's asking the about you, you have that satisfaction. You get that yeah. satisfaction. I mean, if anyone listening, like, try it. It works. <laughs> like, like, actually try it. 
it's uncomfortable at first and you don't want to do it. You just want to it's squeeze it out. It's so hard. Uh, it, it's so hard. Like, like, I don't is, give this advice lightly. It, wor- it works. It works. Heavy. Heavy works. <laughs> but yeah, dude, one-sided relationships is, I mean, it's a really good topic for both you and I because we've both been a part of them. A lot of people have been a part of them, especially in high school. and They don't realize like, it, man. Yeah, and it's important to realize it. But um, I want to go ahead and wrap this up. I think that this interview has been pretty awesome. It's been awesome having you on the show, Zach, and just all your adventures and all your <laughs> fucking scary ass driving or crazy ass. Yeah, good got so many more to tell. Got so many more. <laughs> to tell. We'll uh, we'll save these for part two. All right, we got part two. Sounds we'll, good, man. We'll keep uh, we'll keep <laughs> chipping at the stone and just grinding these parts out. Good. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, bro. Anything else you got to say? Oh, thank you so much for having me, man. Like for real. Shout out to you, man. I mean, I don't think you guys understand how much Aiden's inspired me. This man's grinding twenty four seven. His work work ethic is really second to none. I don't, you know, when you look at people and you think, man, they're going places. The first person I'll picture is Aiden. I mean, he's inspired me. He's changed my life. He's made me who I am today. And I, man, I can't thank you enough. And I'm so grateful to be here to talk about these experiences and. I hope that we can have a couple more episodes in the future to talk about as well. Yeah. Thank you, brother. It means a lot. And, uh, and I'm not the only one going places. We're all going places. All of us <laughs> all going great places. Yes, all right, sir. bro. I'll see you later. All right. Catch you later. Peace. How'd you guys like that one? I loved it. Zach loved it. Zach, man, you say that I inspire you, but you also inspire me in many different ways, bro. The advice you give, the things you do, how you work, your work ethic, your mindset, everything you got going. If you guys got some value from Zach and I, make sure you let me know and I'll let Zach know. Guys, I really appreciate you turning in today. And, um, you know, Zach, thank you for being a part of the show. Red's Corner is just growing into something greater every single day. And I just can't wait to share it with more and more people. So if you think you know anyone who might get some value from this or reminded you of someone who has a similar story, make sure you reach out to them and share this episode. And if any of you guys want to be on uh, on the show for an interview, please hit me up. Uh, I got a big wait list going, but I will definitely get you guys on that list. And also I have my free coaching program starting once I graduate high school. It's completely free. No, like no ties or no dumb shit like that. But I really appreciate you listening this far. All right. I love you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Peace out.